The following program contains vintage advertising. None of the commercials featured here are the result of any paid endorsement of any kind. Telehell presents... Commercials of the Damned. The late 1990s and the first 21 months of the 2000s were a unique time in the world of advertising. As much as there were still commercials that made their points in matter-of-fact ways, most everybody chose to do things in... not-so-subtle ones. Come to lunch and have some bamboo with me. What goes up? Try to get it. Try to get it. Try to get the burger. Must come down. Oh, the Amazon's got it. must get the lunch. Just play it cool, boy. Of course, sometimes advertising was less about being hip or hot, and really more about being goofy or silly, especially when the first dot-com boom took place. But no matter if it was a new website or a new way to sell soup, the turn of the century was special in the sense that people could throw practically any idea against the wall, and nobody would be ridiculed for it, or at least not 100% of the time. Which brings us to Domino's Pizza. In the early 1960s, Domino's Pizza was created as one of the first national restaurants that had the capability to deliver food to one's home within 30 minutes or less, a rarity at that time for any restaurant, let alone for pizza. Over time, the company grew from its roots in the suburbs of Michigan to nationwide and internationally over the course of a few decades. But they didn't expand just on word of mouth alone. By the late 1980s, Domino's experienced superstardom in the fast food world, thanks in part to an unusual mascot, a clay-animated humanoid wearing a one-piece costume with built-in rabbit ears. This creature's sole purpose for existing was to ruin pizzas through various forms of wily coyote-esque weaponry. This creature was simply known as the Noid. The Noid hates hot quality pizza. He loves to make your hot pizza ice cold. By all accounts and purposes, the Noid was one of those ideas that could only come from somebody's fever dream, when in reality, it actually came from the mind of noted claymation maestro Will Vinton. May he rest in peace. Sometimes the reasons behind success are calculated. Sometimes it's a completely random happenstance. In the case of the Noid, it was a little bit of both becoming Domino's first major mascot and marketing ploy that actually helped increase their sales in the late 80s, all the while nipping at the heels of their direct competitor, Pizza Hut. Unfortunately, the Noid success has a bit of a tragic ending, which can only mean one thing. It's time to slip into my true crime podcast voice. <coughs> On January 30th, 1989... A mentally disturbed man named Kenneth Lamar Noid entered a Domino's restaurant in Chambly, Georgia. Armed with a loaded handgun and held two employees hostage for over five hours. After telling the employees that Domino's founder Tom Monahan had stolen his name, he forced them to call Domino's headquarters and demand $100,000 and a white limousine as getaway transportation although some reports say that he also requested a helicopter to go along with it. After offering to exchange one hostage for a copy of The Widow's Son, 
a book about the Illuminati. Noid reneged on his offer after a police officer brought him the book. Noid eventually became hungry and forced the employees to make him two pizzas and a salad. While Noid ate the pizzas with his gun in his lap, the hostages escaped. Noid surrendered to the police shortly after. Noid was charged with kidnapping, aggravated assault, extortion, and possession of a firearm during a crime. He was eventually found not guilty by reason of insanity, after which he spent time in a mental institution, but eventually committed suicide in 1995. This incident has been insinuated to cause Domino's Pizza to discontinue advertising using the Noid as their mascot, though this claim has never been 100% proven over the years. Nevertheless, Domino's would continue to be neck and neck with Pizza Hut throughout the 90s. Though they never quite recaptured the success of the initial Noid campaign, they were not to be deterred. By the dawn of the new millennium, Domino's was becoming observant of the advertising trend that silly sells, and that their next ad campaign had to be bigger than their previous efforts, perhaps even overshadowing the Noid. Of course, Domino's would learn something important in this next endeavor, especially when it turned out that the idea was less a half-baked one, but more of a thing that wound up getting burnt inside the wood-fire brick oven of Tele-Hell. Domino's spared no expense in order to get their next great advertising gimmick off the ground. They hired the relatively new Deutsch Incorporated Agency, a company that, as of press time, has done immersive campaigns for the likes of Taco Bell, Snapple Beverages, Bush Beer, and Dr. Pepper. Those commercials were American Idol season one runner-up Justin Guarini tries his best Steven Tyler impression. You deserve the sweet reward of a diet, Dr. Pepper. No need to thank them personally. Along with Deutsch, Domino's also teamed up with Tennessee-based creative workshop Animax Designs to help develop the pizza chain's next mascot. And to further show that they meant business, Domino's went one step beyond and recruited none other than the Jim Henson Company to fully flesh out the idea. For all the firepower that Domino's had up their sleeve, this had to be a good idea, right? Well, remember this and remember it well. The bigger the endeavor, the more likely that endeavor is doomed to fail without the right care. That being said, let us reintroduce ourselves to Bad Andy. 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 Hmm, not even. Bad Andy. Domino's. Bad Andy. Good pizza. If you saw the thumbnail to this episode, no explanation is necessary. For the rest of us, Bad Andy was a plush doll of indeterminate species origin. Possibly a cross between a monkey and a bear, according to some. He was hell-bent on creating mischief at the non-specific Domino's Pizza store where he worked, along with his human work associates. Bad Andy was best described by some as an impish, monosyllabic anti-hero that was part Curious George and part Dennis the Menace. One blog entry even went as far to compare him to rock icon Iggy Pop, which we're going to call BS on because, as you'll hear in a moment, Andy didn't really have a lust for life, but rather a knack for annoyance, while trying to get the point across that the pizza Andy was responsible for was good, in spite of his antics. 
Bad Andy made his television debut in May of 2000 in a commercial simply called The Domino's Crew, where we meet the ragtag team of Anthony, the order taker, Carla, the pizza maker, Charlie, the manager, Jeff, the delivery driver, and of course, Bad Andy, seen in various mischief-making scenes to come in future installments. For now, though, the first commercial is a straightforward scene of Charlie telling his crew to make pizzas the proper way, and never to take shortcuts. Like, say, for instance... Andy! 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 We would like to apologize for making this joke, but considering the subject is somebody or someone named Andy, how the hell could we not make that joke? Anyway, moving on. At first glance, nothing was really out of the ordinary there, except for the fact that a sock puppet was inexplicably working with the crew of a pizza shop. For all intents and purposes, this was simply a setup piece for what was to come later in the campaign. Going in no particular order, Andy's first mishap took place when he was trying to mass-produce a number of pizzas using a color copy machine. Andy! Hey, I know we're busy, but uh, we still make all of our pizzas by hand. Hilarity ensues when Andy copies his face at the end of the spot. Domino's. Bad Andy. Good pizza. Next up, Andy is caught using the power cords that help charge up the heaters that are placed inside heat wave bags for the sake of using his own various electronic devices. Andy! Those sockets are only supposed to be used for Domino's heatwave bags. Hilarity ensues again when Andy overloads the power on his massaging chair, causing a blackout. Andy, are you listening to me? Turn this stuff off! You happy now, Andy? Domino's. Bad Andy. Good pizza. Next up, the crew is wondering where all of the heating cores for the heatwave bags have gone. Cut to a back room turned steam room. Andy, mm. we can't deliver hot pizzas without these cores. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues once more as Andy is getting a massage at the end. <laughs> Domino's, bad Andy, good pizza. Follow that one with Andy being accosted by two police officers when he doesn't quite grasp the concept of buy one, get one free. Is there a problem, sir? Uh-huh. Yeah, this guy. He pays for one thing and then he takes two. Andy, two times Tuesdays for pizza. Hilarity ensues still another time when the depths of Andy's petty larceny turns into grand theft with the discovery of two monster trucks in the parking lot, presumably stolen by Andy. I guess there was no real damage done. Domino's, bad Andy, good pizza. In yet another commercial still, Andy is seen tempting the delivery driver with something that I affectionately call... The Rolling Pin of Temptation. Andy, you startled me. No Rolling Pins. Domino's, we hand-stretch dough for quality crust. Don't be tempted into taking shortcuts. I don't think so, Andy. Hilarity ensues yet again, again, when Andy sneaks up on the driver while he's in the shower. Think of Norman Bates in Psycho, basically. Andy. Domino's. Bad Andy. Good pizza. Another spot is actually the campaign's shortest, a 15-second ad where Andy is seen rearranging the letters on a menu. Huh? Hmm. <laughs> Hilarity ensues still yet another time when the sign goes from large or medium pizza any crust as today's special to big man trousers spelt with a Z. Now, I guess you had to be there. 
Finally, in perhaps the best-known spot of the campaign, Andy is caught faking sick by sticking a thermometer inside one of Domino's heatwave bags used to keep pizza hot upon delivery. So, too sick to make deliveries, huh? We have to give them credit for this one. Seeing Andy mimic the pain he was in was actually kind of cute. Uh, 170. Uh, that's hot. Domino's. That Andy. Good pizza. What wasn't cute, however, was the public's reaction to the commercials, with a gamut of opinions ranging from, huh, to why, to... Viewers simply didn't understand the correlation between a rambunctious puppet and pizza being delivered in 30 minutes or less. But even more telling, critics in the advertising world were just about ready to nail the coffin shut. In particular, a New York Magazine piece from July 2000 seemed to go out of its way to give Bad Andy the kind of evisceration that's normally reserved for John Stewart or John Oliver to give. To sum up, the magazine said, and we quote, Andy's continued employment at Domino's raises troubling questions. If he can prance around undetected long enough to unplug all the heatwave hot bags, what's keeping him from, say, licking the pepperoni or peeing in the tomato sauce? In other words, just how bad is Bad Andy? And does Domino's liability insurance cover puppet sabotage? End quote. Well, it's a valid point. Why would a character go out of its way to sabotage the hardworking people of the pizza store? Just as valid would be the notion that people would want to get their pizzas from Domino's to begin with if there was a remote possibility of some of their employees acting Andy-like. Coincidentally, several years after the Bad Andy campaign ended, a viral video made the rounds where several Domino's employees were caught on camera doing terrible, horrible, unspeakable things to the pizzas they were making. One employee sticks cheese up his nose, later even wiping himself with a sponge used for dishes, all to a running play-by-play from his seemingly delighted co-worker. Michael is such a great star. Yes, he is. Because of this incident, it's now company practice for all of Domino's kitchens to be equipped with video cameras to ensure that any and all pizzas that are made there are done so properly. Even as recently as 2019, They've also instituted an AI-powered camera to ensure that customer orders are correct upon delivery. Fortunately, Bad Andy had nothing to do with his incident, as he made his final appearance in early 2001, when his badness was tamed somewhat by dropping a simple free banner over a billboard for the chain's new Cinestix. Thanks for calling Domino's. I want those free Cinestix. Andy says they're free. Well, if Andy says so. Oh, now. Domino's always delivers. So, where do the contents of Jim Henson's recycling bin fit into the oven-baked goodness of Telehel? Let's preheat our nine circles about a million degrees. Limbo, lust, gluttony, greed, wrath, heresy, violence, fraud, treachery. As is the case whenever fast food is involved, people are going out of their way to make sure the population at large consume more of their product thanks to an untested gimmick. So at the very least, gluttony is this pizza's crust. Topping the pizza is a sense that a company would be willing to try something different in order to boost its sales, when in actuality the campaign garnered only a 2% increase in sales in the year 2000, still trailing behind Pizza Hut. With the Bad Andy campaign costing Domino's roughly $20 million in advertising when that money could have been used to make certain improvements behind the scenes, greed turns out to be this pizza's sauce. 
But second to all of that, let's also not lose sight of the fact that this character was the accidental byproduct of a major crime, thanks to the Noid incident of 1989. Sprinkled with the fact that Bad Andy's M.O. was to create chaos wherever he went, that's more than enough proof of the violence circle being the cheese that tops this pizza. Bad Andy earns three out of nine circles of telehell. The character officially went extinct in March of 2001, and with its end, Domino's learned that it was easier to get to the point when it came to their advertising. Gone were the cheesy gimmicks. In came more direct approaches, including their most recent campaign that saw a number of locations getting a major overhaul. This is what's driving us. This is what's lit the fire under us. This is what's making us want to get better. It's been crazy down here. We had our best chefs. It was thanks to the advertising approach and the aforementioned innovations in technology that Domino's Pizza actually outpaced arch-rival Pizza Hut in sales for the first time ever in 2018. And with over 9,000 total franchises around the world and counting, it's fortunate for Domino's that Bad Andy turned out to be nothing more than a food-induced bad dream. Next time on Telehell, our extended stay in the ripoffs of Faulty Towers continues as we look at the next ripoff and what exactly it got right and wrong this time around. Wednesday, check into a hotel where the staff is eager to please. I have a wife, and you have something to sing about. Pain on its regular night, CBS Wednesday. Until then. If it's not in Telehell, it's not worth a damn. Telehell was written, produced, edited, and narrated by me, Justin Hart. All clips used in this program are protected under the Fair Use Doctrine of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, and all clips used come courtesy of their respective companies and owners. Some of the music used in this program comes courtesy of YouTube and their audio library service. Telehell is a production of Horton Road and is distributed by Libsyn. The preceding program contained vintage advertising. None of the commercials featured here were the result of any paid endorsement of any kind. Oh, one more thing. Just because we watch a lot of TV doesn't mean that we don't want to socialize. Look for us on Facebook and Twitter, both at Telehell Podcast. And of course, you can also go to our own page, telehell.libsyn.com. And don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Libsyn. Just search for Telehell.